Hello. And welcome to the Lovies Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I'm your host, Dees Allison. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've never Never been been in one. Woo! Let's get into it. Well, hello. Hi. Welcome to Cozy Corner. (laughs) Cozy Corner. Yes. Cozy Kitsune. Cozy Kitsune. I know today is like a little cozy Friday afternoon. I know it started off Holla at your lately in the morning, so it's been hard for me to get up and feel really motivated you because know, it's gloomy. I am like riding a wave. I am riding a high. I am here in the clouds. No one can take me down. Flying, flying, flying large, flying large, and in charge because it is three p.m. It is like three thirty p.m. on a Friday afternoon, and I. Because my highs in life have been reduced to me getting off work early <laughs> or them allowing me my indentured servitude to be released for the, <laughs> for, the, for the night. For the night. So now it's Friday. I'm prowling to the couch. Gonna read some Dietrich Bonhoeffer. <laughs> Good old Dietrich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a Harlequin novel. Oh. And fabulous. it is not tracking. I don't know what's happening in it. Oh. Uh, is this your Greek god? No, I read that one already. Oh, it's over. Married for the Greeks convenience. Is this, <laughs> refer to it by its legal name. Is this the crutch man? Yes. Oh. This is the crutch man. Crutch Love man. in the spotlight or something. Mm. Wow. By a Harrington. Nina Harrington. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I am looking for you know what I just want to say the highlight of my week has been a girl's trip that I'm not on. Yeah, that like <laughs> is not planned. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing confirmed. Emily's been living on girls' trip. I have been living on girls' trip. There's a few follower people that I follow, and they're on a girls' trip right now, and I am, like, dying for it. And they're all in Nashville. Everybody's in Nashville, because that's the only place that you can go that's, like, free or whatever. I mean, Florida, Miami is also a good option. Don't discount Miami. But apparently the little Miamiites, Miamians, the people on the ground, they're just, like, really annoying. But the governor is great. So I don't know what's their point of retaliation. Oh, you mean people are just like bitching? Yeah, because the governor said you can choose. Which, believe it or not, you live in a free country and you can choose. And you know what they choose to (laughs) say? My body, my choice. Yeah. So they choose to be assholes. And not let people come in without masks. I, on the other hand, burnt my hand making ramen today. Really mad about it. Oh, actually. it does. I could. Like I could formally invite the pan to fight me in the parking lot tonight. Oh, <laughs> so upset by it. Yeah. Well, maybe we should get sushi. Should we try our hand? I'm feeling. I'm feeling edgy. You're feeling on edge. I'm feeling edgy. I, I'm feeling free. Oh, I'm down. Okay. Do the order online? Pick up at the door? No. Like we could go on. Oh, clearly I'm not feeling on edge because I am laying down in my bed right now. I know. Okay, we need to get on with this. Get on <laughs> oh, this, this horse show. and pony show. I, no one cares about it. So, us. Emily, <laughs> dare I ask you, what are we talking about today? Wow. Allison, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Well, let me break it down for you. This is what we're talking about. It's not the man. It's what the man represents to me. When relationships end, why do we mourn the man for loss of love when it's the opportunity of what they meant is the origin of the heartbreak? Wow, that wow. sounds crazy. I don't even know if that made any sense. No, that makes sense. Does it? That, that didn't I make sense that, to you? I wrote that on our conference call yesterday. <laughs> mourn the man for the loss of love. I Maybe like not the loss of love. I don't know. But the, the second part makes sense. 
Yeah. So the opportunity of what they meant is the original heartbreak. So since that didn't make sense to you, you can spend this entire episode defining that. <laughs> well, that's what we're trying to do. That's why <laughs> we are teachers. We are and teachers. you are the students in this relationship school. Exactly. And you you show us love by liking and reposting. Like, love, commenting, live, laugh, love, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> live, laugh, subscribe. No love. <laughs> okay. Well, so you liked that. What did that mean to you off the bat? What'd you think? What did that mean to me? Yeah, what'd you hear when I said that? What I heard when you said that was <laughs> what I learned in boating school is <laughs> <laughs> we these days are way more in love with the idea of what a man can represent than the man itself. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. Because <laughs> yes. how many women do you see genuinely settling out there with like little doughboys? Yeah, They're like <laughs> my husband. You mean Kevin? <laughs> no, but you know what? I want to say. Okay, as I'm getting older, I don't know if this is actually how it is, or if I'm just coming to consciousness of relationships and people in them. But I had, I had grown up you and I in a household where marriage wasn't like a positive thing. I mean, it happened. They're still married. Like it was revered. The The institution of marriage was revered, but the two people doing the marriage thing didn't do it graciously, (laughs) but they did always respect their union, which is really at the end of the day, I guess all you could ask for. I guess guess so. (laughs) So like no divorces happened or nothing of that nature, but I was, I Growing up, saw marriage not as something that really is to be, like, like it happens, I guess, if you're lucky. It doesn't happen for everyone. I think of all my science teachers, mm. specifically, who sit there and they're like, I'm waiting for my man or my boyfriend. Or, like, when I have kids and my husband, I'm like, honey, you're, like, 35. Like, you're maybe you should let go of the dream. <laughs> yeah. Being, and this is me being, like, a 14-year-old, you know? And I always find it interesting when women who are, like, adults, I guess, when you're 14 say things like my husband one day or my kids one day I'm like I don't know it's just not a guarantee in life so I saw marriage as something that would be cool if it happened but I never saw it as a guarantee I never talk about it as if it's something that's definitely going to happen or definitively when my kids are here no there's like no guarantee in life you have no idea what's going to happen you have no idea where life is going to take you You have no idea the circumstances that will be presented to you So I always thought that in itself, the dream of marriage was kind of frivolous and a waste of time. And seeing the marriage that I grew up in, I didn't really, like, I don't know. Did it invoke strong feelings? It didn't invoke strong feelings, but what it did invoke for me, and I know it invoked for you, and this is later down the line, like in college, I think I kind of came to realize it, because community is important and relationships are sacred, whether it be familial like relational or friendship wise like you need like romantic or friendship all that you need those relationships and they're so important yeah and when you see people who aren't in like a positive marriage or whatever they're having hard times in their marriage you think to yourself which you did at the time of being a child and I know I've talked about it before you think to yourself that is not what my marriage is going to be like not that is what all marriages are like yeah which I think is a very sage way to it's a positive way to look at it because i think a lot of no, kids sticks with the original definition sage i'm very wise for yes that. no it is at eight years old <laughs> well i know but also it is positive it's sage and positive it's wise and positive but um <laughs> but 
but like I think kids look at the divorce of their parents and they're like that's what marriage is yeah because they don't really critically think I mean Taylor Swift's mine because all I knew was fighting and slamming doors or I know she says yeah well praise myself for the goodbye because it's all I've ever well, known that's like about a toxic relationship no that's not yes, that's it, about her parents divorcing and she's in love and they get in a fight and she's like so you're gonna leave me now because we fought oh wait you're not saying that, and I miss screaming you're no that's different that no I'm okay. talking about <laughs> it's very different oh, okay it's like waiting ta- I was working part-time college waiting tables is that the love song? No, it is called Mine. Oh, from Taylor, Taylor's version no, by Taylor. No, what? <laughs> she didn't redo it in Taylor's version. It was Taylor. past Sparks Fly. <laughs> I don't want to get into her genealogy, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> not worth it to me. You're annoying me and I'm tired. <laughs> Taylor's version by Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor's version. Taylor Swift, Taylor's version by Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's great. Whoa, woman empowerment. Okay. (laughs) So, but essentially, I think a lot of kids looked at that marriage and they're like, that's what marriage is going to be. But as I got older, I thought, you know what? If people are going to even do this marriage thing, they better be for love. Yeah. It, like, has never crossed my mind to do it for any other reason. But I guess that's why divorces happen in things. But after going through a whole generation of seeing parents divorce or parents fight or, like, do whatever it is that they do, mostly the divorce thing, I think, is Yeah, I is mean, way, divorce is massive. I think divorce is way more traumatic for a child to go through than them fighting because, like, people fight. What are you going to do? But... Like, you see this divorce, so then why wouldn't the narrative be, well, it's just going to be shitty at some point, and the world tells me to love myself, which is now more the narrative than it was back then when we were in high school. Yeah. So then why would I marry somebody for love when that's a lot of work, and it's a lot of work to keep things going and to keep things interesting? I want a family, and I want kids, and I don't really much care how it ends because I will have the marriage and the kids, and then we'll all move on with my life, and then he can leave, and it'll be fine because my parents left each other, and I turned out okay, and it doesn't really much matter actually how I turned out or how they turned out or how my kid turns out because it's all about me anyways. Yeah. You know? And so this has led me to be seeing a lot of relationships that I just do not agree with. I know. <laughs> and it's I'm like shocking. really shocked. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised too. I feel like I disagree with more relationships in my life than I thought I would. Yeah. And I'm really I'm like, curious. maybe it's like me being too judgmental, but it's yeah. like, like people people need to be honest about a lot of things in this world yeah okay people need to be honest about the concept of marriage Mm -hmm. the concept of themselves yeah and the concept of motherhood yeah like we should be honest with ourselves about these things and not be like it's other reasons i'm feeling this way it's like no you resent something going on in these three or you have a certain expectation usually with marriage it's like it doesn't you don't give a fuck who the guy is. Yeah. Could not give less of a shit. Yeah. You just need a groom at the altar in order to constitute a legal marriage. A legal standing marriage. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but you don't care what guy fills those shoes. You really don't. Because mm-hmm. like most of the time, like they're looking at the same average guy, same boring guy, who's just gonna say, Yes, ma'am, yes, girl, like go yeah, on. Like, go I, boss go to job, go to Yeah. Like yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. You're looking for a yes, ma'am kind of guy. Yeah. Annoying as hell. Annoying. Motherhood. I don't know what is going on with this whole, like, motherhood thing. Especially since, like, abortion such a big thing these days. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, people 
because like it's like why would I have a child like blah 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 or like pro-choice culture but then it's like the people who have children like resent their kids but it's like they like all these like fashion bloggers and stuff where it's like they cannot wait to get away from these children but it's like you yourself like like did idolize the family but that's also the issue is idolizing the family Mm -hmm. because pro-choice idolizes self Mm -hmm. but like like anything literally in this world can be an idol yes. and that like literally anything in this world literally can be an idol. anything it's like so annoying and then it's like we are like talking about <laughs> <laughs> like purity culture and everything yeah and we were like going off and it's like in a way it makes us a little nervous sometimes because like that you can also find yourself idolizing sex through purity yeah and it's like because it's you're so like weirdly dependent and it's like this weird thing you don't want to talk about it's like that is like idolization mm-hmm. like if you're not like able to like talk about it and like process that together like that is like an idol and like figure that shit out you know yes. what I mean? like yeah that is not well you know what i <laughs> think i mean you know what i think is so interesting we talked about this last night and i this whole purity culture thing is like rocking my world i have not been privy to this whole universe until maybe a year ago when you told me about it I have... I, yeah. I, like... I mean, I knew the whole, like, church thing. Growing up in the church, like, saved... Well, everyone knows it, but, like, people don't... But, like, like because now it's, it. like, it makes me think of, like, two friends I have in particular. And, like, they grew up in, like, this purity culture that you're speaking of. And they've never articulated to me the specifics of it. I don't know why they never did. But now that I hear about it, it's, like, wow. Like, this is, like... This is very bad. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty stressful. Like, I get... I get, like, not, like, saving yourself before marriage and, like, biblically all this binding that happens with sex. Like, I understand that, and that's a beautiful thing, and I think that's a beautiful perspective. But the way this purity culture takes it is a little bit extreme. I can see why now my friends feel the need for this sexual revolution, when really it's not necessary. The sexual revolution is not necessary, but because you feel so guilty about even, like, touching a person's hand or even thinking about touching a person's hand, now you're, like, almost you have to cleanse yourself, and you do the opposite to, like, prove yourself. It's like if you stick your hand in this blue flame, you're going to burn. Everyone knows nobody burns from blue flame. So then they're like... Okay, I'm just stick my whole body in the blue flame because it's like you won't hurt. You'll hurt yourself in a different way, of course. But yeah, it's like, like we're not, not in meant the way to be that... running around and like whoring around and playing the game. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I'm not playing the field here, but I'm like I can be like like the idea that <laughs> the idea. So really, what this all boiled down to, which is totally off topic, but it should be addressed because it's shocking to me. The the idea that that I'm with a man. We're both Christian. We both decided we're going to wait till marriage. This man feels uncomfortable being alone with me in my house to watch a movie because he's afraid what is his dick going to jump off his body and enter me what does he think's going to happen you understand to have sex there are steps that must be taken. You know? Yeah. And then what do I say? With with Christians who go and they're afraid of people drinking. Is your faith as big as a beer can? You think that you're stumbling? Is that simple? Maybe. Read numbers. Okay? They all died from eating pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Quail, Emily. Quail. Quail. Different. Well, respect the quail. I know. But you know what I'm saying? It's just I, I would hope that the person I'm with would have enough self-control. And then, but their answer is, but just take away the whole temptation. It's okay, like, so you, so that means, I'm all for taking away a temptation. I all am for that. But 
what I'm not understanding is the temptation of sitting with me is so strong. What are you thinking about when you're not with me? No, you know what? Because here's the thing. Because it's like Jesus was tempted in the desert and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like he didn't just like poof Satan away. And it's like, like also by not being around temptation, like testing yourself in these ways, like you are really giving yourself a crutch. Because it's, like, you are, like, not, like, you are willingly and blatantly choosing not to choose to be strong in those situations. You're just, like, well, like, hiding away and keeping yourself safe for, like, no reason. And then it's, like, that weekends your, like, backbone. Yeah, you're resolving everything. And so... I, like, really have a big issue with that. Where I'm, like, yeah. it's not like I should be going in these places. Yeah. And like, ha- like, 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 everyone's, like, bringing me alcohol. And I'm, like, no. Yeah. Like, like drugs, no. <laughs> it's, like, thinking I'm, like, like doing that weekend and weekend in. Like, be, like, because I got to be able to say no. It's, like, no. But it's, like, literally just have, like, the decency to hang out and have it just be a hangout. Instead of being, like, well, clearly every time we're alone, we're going to be having sex. Because everyone else is obviously thinking that anyway. So, haha, <laughs> we should just do it. Like, no. no. Like, just, like, maybe normalize going out and, like... <laughs> like, I mean, if you are... Up, if I am old enough to buy a house, I am old enough to determine who enters my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at whatever time and they please. At whatever time they please. And if, say, I'm with a guy and we're dating but not consummating a relationship, he is allowed to stay over, whether that be in my bed or on the couch, because it, like sex there are steps that need to be taken and then it's like i totally understand the removing of the temptation but it's like is your resolve that weak like it's like if it's really that bad like like just like figure it out like i don't know i just that i just i don't don't get like i have pretty weak self-control yeah i have like no discipline i have very no discipline (laughs) like there's not even any like zero percent discipline. I'm like, I can figure out, though. You can make big conscious choices like that. Because also, chances are, here's a big thing. I don't get purity culture. Because <laughs> these, Going these, off of purity culture. Christian house around here. <laughs> like, the moment they're married, they're like, we are the screen door and the hurricane in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're getting railed. I know. And so, like, like, call me the damn metro. I know. So, I am getting railed. And so, I'm like... But the big thing with purity culture is, like, the <laughs> guilt aspect. Like, even yes, after you have the guilt. I know. None of these bitches have the guilt. And that's so what's like, shocking to me. I don't understand. I don't know where I was going with that. But I was like, I think that's, like, No, because so you crazy. think the guilt would, would well, stop you a little like, bit. you're out there. Yeah, and then I'm like, like and you're telling you. me, like, you're just hot. But, like, say you're hot. I think this is where I was going with that. Like, you're hot and heavy. You're building up. It's like, oh, before you die. Like, hand holding turns into kissing. And we all know what kissing turns into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Mr. Fever once said in Bible class. And, um, but I'm like, like, if you're thinking that much about sex, like, would you not be self-conscious? Like, would you period, not be? Point, like, period. To be honest, probably the biggest thing that would keep me in check is the cringiness I would feel about it's myself. It's just, it's all Because awkward. it's like, but it's like, I, like, that's not guilt, but it's like self-consciousness where it's like you put that much stock into it, so much weight. It's going to be this big pivotal thing for you. And then it's like, women are already self-conscious as it is. Like I feel like uh, kissing can be like, like me weird. just like dressing up in the morning sometimes can be a challenge. <laughs> and so like, yeah. I'm like, how are these bitches there? Like, I'm going for it. I am this. I'm that. I'm like, you're Because I think the guys aren't as self-conscious. The confidence is unmatched. I think the guys aren't as self-conscious. Some men can be. Some men can be. No, but, but I, I feel like it's like a woman's nature. But then it's no, like. No, but who cares? Because but then it's married. like, do you feel that 
No, but it's like, let's say, like, pre-marriage. Like, you're dating three months in or whatever it is, which I already know is right for the time to get engaged in the church. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're dating three months in. Like, you're just kind of... You don't know someone until you know them for two years. For like, two truly. years. Like, two yeah. years has always been the most like, pivotal point yeah, in every relationship I've had. You can just wait two years. Like, two years. Like, I'm saying, like... Like, literally, not even, like, two years in a day. Like, two fucking years. Yeah, just like two on, Like, on, on the, the fucking On house. the hour of midnight or whatever of, hour of you met that person two years ago, year, it changes. There it is. It changes. I know. It's <laughs> truly astounding. And the amount of case studies I have of my own experience yes. is ridiculous. Yes, you met them 2 p.m. on a Tuesday two years ago, 2 p.m. on a Tuesday two, two years, years later. later you are no person. longer friends. I know. Like, like, you are like, too it's, different. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Totally not so. But I'm like, so you're three months in, so you're like barely getting comfortable with that. It's like, but you're still like, like you're that like horny, like you really like. I'm well, I don't think you're hearing all. what I'm saying. Okay, then I will shut up. No, and no, because I I concur. I concur with all of your thoughts. Like yeah. I agree, the the thought process is odd. But what you're not accounting for is the man. And I and this is not a bad tenet of a Christian marriage of any marriage. Women submit to your husbands. Wives submit to your husbands. I agree with that. So who do you think? in this two categories is the one who wants to get it going on tends to be the man. So the woman puts her ego aside and just does it because it's what the man wants. And that's the first tenant That's the first thing they like ram in your head is like wives submit to your husbands. And then that's why when you see them turn, what happens? Man submitting to their wives, right? Woman taking over woman changing the whole thing. So that's really what happens. And who goes to couples therapy when Christian couples that that get married can't have sex? Why do they go? Always because the man is self-conscious. Never because the woman is. The woman may also be self-conscious, but you never hear that rhetoric like, I couldn't, I wasn't comfortable enough, so that's why we're here. It's always because the man wasn't comfortable enough. Because whenever I hear these things, it's always the man, the man, the man. Yeah, it's hardly ever the woman. I'm not saying that the woman doesn't hold her own weight in that, of course. But it's usually usually because the man is embarrassed or can't because really it it requires his participation more than the woman i mean he has the whole apparatus no, it's true. the woman so. the woman genuinely just have to show up yeah so i mean because if and if his apparatus isn't working oh you know and it, like and oh. then so unfortunately i think that's a really big thing and that's why you see when these christian relationships go sour it, it just all sort of goes oh. yeah crazy but, but yeah, anyways. so it's what the man represents. It's what the man represents. To get matters. back to the whole point of, <laughs> of the podcast. Of the podcast. Sorry, a weird that was like culture. my tapeworm had to come out. I know. I mean, no against, nothing against, this is not against saving yourself before This is not like, marriage. like I would genuinely love to save myself before. Uh, yeah, like that's the goal. I think that's the goal for every woman. I think that should be the goal for every woman. But I think this purity culture yeah. thing just, we had to talk about it. So that was shocking. I had to get it out. Like it's like, like don't let it, like. I, I don't want because my that, biggest that like, is idolizing. My, it's idolizing it. It's way like too being much. It a whore and sleeping around idolizes the flesh, and withholding and suppressing idolizes sex. Yeah, so. it's it's just like I feel like it's such an idolization. Like I can keep it in my pants and not make a big deal about it. You like know I, I mean? can be friends with the opposite sex and not think about banging them, and like be alone in a room. And with also, them. if we're going to go that extent. Thinking dirty thoughts is just as bad as doing them. I'm not saying now you get the green light to go and do no, them, but it's like, okay, like you, Mr. Mister and Mrs. Holier than now. If you thought about having sex, you really know better than the people that do sex. Yeah. It's just, I mean. 
So yeah, so it's what the man represents. Yeah, like I'm tired the of these bitches. I'm tired of having divorce be so big in this country because we just are looking for someone to fill in a certain slot. Yes. Like I'm tired of I'm just tired doing of it. it for purely what they represent. Because not I, for what they are. I would are. say the biggest so trend, the biggest trend I notice in girls who go after guys is not love. Their biggest motivator is family. That's yes. it. Family, marriage, not even like the big white wedding. Like they, it, that does not even matter. Like it's not like the dream wedding's the goal, and then everything else they can do without, or the wedding dress, or it's no, like no, no. It no, is, it is the, the man at home and the baby in the bassinet. That is what they want, and yeah. that is what they double down on completely. And it's like that's great, that's beautiful, I love it. But you know what? You, the glue that holds that together is love. And you don't have it. Yeah, and that's then you why wonder so why it's issues. not working. Why the first year of marriage is so difficult. Like, yeah. The first year of marriage should be the easiest year, period. I think it should and be I'm the like, easiest year. I feel year. like it should be. The only reason it should be hard is because it's like, well, now you're like officially living together. And like, it's kind of hard to pick up on like nuances like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, if you're having that many power struggles, like, here's a, here's a, here's a fucking secret. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you... Uh-huh. enjoy each other's company and truly love each other mm-hmm. living together doesn't feel like that difficult i just don't think it does and you like and i get we're really naive when we say a lot of this stuff because there's some stuff that we've said in the I'm beginning willing to eat my feet there's like when we said in the very first episode i think we said i think relationships are so easy when you find the right person i eat my words that is so you can find the perfect person that you love and it is hard it is so freaking difficult you know what i'm saying yeah. because you really are two imperfect people just trying to make this thing work even if like the love of my life came in it would be so difficult like I can see how difficult it still would be and it's harder still because you love them so much so it's like the disappointment is just so much bigger yeah but and we'll eat our words maybe one day on this but I truly believe like if the love of my life and I know who it is and I'm picturing him right now if he walked through that door and proposed to me I'd be so freaking stoked to have him in my life that that first year of marriage will be filled with compromises will be filled with me like you know giving up on this or feeling like neglected or not served of course but that's why you have the second year of marriage to bitch about it because the first year of marriage you're just so besotted that you landed this guy that you get to pick up his dirty laundry that you get to wash his dishes that you get to like you know smell his disgusting whatever yeah but you know what i think because what did I say? Hmm. Literally five minutes ago. Yeah. You don't know someone until you know them for two years. I know. And a lot of these church bitches get married before then. I know. And so I'm like, and that's like a hard thing. That's like a really hard thing to swallow. That is. And it's like, I'm not saying that these marriages are like obviously going to end in divorce. No. Like, I'm not no. saying that. No. But I think there's Like, you can make bumps. it past there. Yeah. But I think the reason why that's such like a big thing and like obviously where marriage counseling is so, so important in the church for this reason mm-hmm. is like because the moment you really like find out about each other, like... You're married and it's like kind of a lot of contention. Then you yeah. like planning's already just stressful as it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I'm like, like when you make it past that point though, like you're going to make it. Yeah. But it's like making it through that point. But you know what part. I want to say, you know what I want to say, which is kind of the other point to this is, okay, say, say a woman is dating a guy. He's like, whatever. Nobody really likes him, but it gives her the promise of a family, of a marriage, of security like i of 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 endless love from somebody because they don't love them as much as they love them or so they believe and it doesn't even end up in marriage they break up before the marriage part happens mm. and then they're sad because 
all, all the time this man was here, when I, I've been in love. And when I'm in love with a person, it's like, it. I know it radiates outside of me. I know I'm a nicer person. I'm more patient. I'm gentle. I like think about him fondly. I speak of him beautifully. People know who he is, his character, his heart, his standing. Yeah. I know I talk and I act differently in my actions about what, how I behave and how I talk of him. Nobody doubts the love I have for the person I'm with. Yeah. Interesting. I've not felt that with a lot of people I've talked to. Mm. I wouldn't know if they like this person, if they've known this person for more than five minutes or five years or five hours. What do they offer? What do they do? Who are they? What's their character? I know nothing about them. I know who you are, though, in the relationship. I know what you're expecting from it. Mm. And I know how they make you feel. Yeah. But but how are they? How do you make them feel? I don't really know. So then when I meet them, it's a little bit awkward because I'm supposed to only care about you, which I do, but I also do care care about them because it's a two-way street you're not one person you're now one flesh of two people yeah so then when they break up it's really interesting for me to hear how much they love them because the whole time they were together I would have never known the love ran that deep how interesting and that's what really gets my goat because if you just maybe admitted that you didn't love this person and you loved the promise of what they gave you the loss of then maybe you can mourn that reality and actually set yourself up for the opportunity to find someone and love them how they should should be loved and then they would in turn love you I have one friend and she she is very she has like a romantic view on life and she is just so beautiful and poetic and all this stuff but she does have a hard time giving herself over to people and I respect her more than the person who puts all those desires in a box just to get married because at least she knows that to be in love with a person and to have what she wants you have to respect each other and give yourself in that way it's sacrificing and that scares her and she gets it she's not at the point in her life where she's been able to like do it successfully and she wants like the marriage and the family and everything but that is not worth the cost of just being with someone for that reason. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I respect her more. Like, and sacrifice it's like, is different from a compromise. Exactly. And it's like, these, and I just, I find it so shocking that all of a sudden, you're so deeply in love and you're so just jilted by this heartbreak. And I'm like, I feel like you're jilted because the promise of your future is gone. It's, uh, yeah, all of a sudden. And, and like, nothing. really, he, he could have been anybody. I, do, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I am more verbose and I like to talk about it more and I like to intimate feelings to people because I don't feel like I get that a lot of the time. And, like, in today's world, it's like all my people live really far. So they're not going to see him, you know? It's not like we live 10 minutes and are having dinner parties all the time. So it's like I really want to intimate when I'm, like, really about somebody, like, who they are. Not just, like, yeah, how they make me feel, I think, comes through how I explain who they are to me or, like, who they are in general. You know? and like it's true, yeah. I just, I think it's interesting because there's been people in love and out of love and they're, like, the same person Yeah, they're, like, the same person. And I'm, like, when I'm in love, it's, like, I feel like I'm completely different. I feel like the whole world looks different. shifting towards, like, very self-culture. Yeah. For many decades now. Yeah, it's true. Like, Y2K. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, blossom But would you say I'm different when I'm in love? Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm nicer. I'm actually really shocked. I know. I'm Like, when you should be mean to people, you're not. It's, like, really upsetting. I know, because I think, because what I think, it because ultimately, to me, marriage is hopefully being with someone who makes you the best version of yourself every day. Yeah. You're not always going to reach that goal, but like that's sort of the goal that I set forth for myself. And so if I don't feel that I'm becoming nicer or better when I'm around this person, then that gives me a big like, 
Like, because yeah. that's a person you're going to be, like, because my friends and I, we always say, like, we don't always agree on the same things, but it's like, we both, we all agree that we need to be with someone who agrees with us because absolutely. then we'll be better versions of ourselves and nicer to each other. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's very, it's a very healthy way of looking at it. It is. And it's like, and then we can feel like they are truly a part of ourselves and we are becoming one flesh and we are supporting each other. And this whole, like, yeah, it's great to be married and it's great to have kids. And these are things that we should not lose sight of. But we can't just be with someone for that alone and expect to have a robust, strong, amazing marriage that people are revered by. Yeah. You know, because all of our, and all those people, because there are people in my life who I look at their marriage and I'm like, they did it good. They like did a good job. I'm really happy for them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, because they really genuinely enjoyed each other and they loved each other. And when they were in love, the sky was more blue and the birds sang. Like when you're in love, it can be a gray day that is raining outside and you are in your like fanciest sundress running around with a parasol. Yeah. Like that's how it feels. And it's like, I always describe this to people and not many people resonate with that. And I'm like, well, honey, that's why you're not, that's why it's not working out for you. That's why you probably think you're asexual. You need to sacrifice <laughs> too. And also I think it is the biggest privilege that we get on this earth to sacrifice our desires for someone that we love. Yeah. I think that is the biggest privilege and that is what it boils down to and I get that it's exhausting and I get that it's tiring and I get that it always doesn't feel fair and that one person feels they have to give more but it's like and I always say it I always say it like with our father he loves to talk about cars love that love yeah. that for him I don't always enjoy listening I don't always follow along but because I love him I will always sit there and listen yeah I, I may not love what he says but I love him that's why I'm there and that I feel is very lost with our culture today yeah it is it and is it's like lost. and it's like some seasons in life you're gonna have to give more and like vice versa and it's like I just I maybe I'll eat my words one day but I know if the love of my life walked through that door like every day I would just be so thankful that I get the choice and the privilege of sacrificing my own desires to help support him. Yeah. And that I have the knowledge and the security of knowing that he will sacrifice his desires to support me. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I and also when why. you're in love, it doesn't even feel like you're sacrificing. You're like, I yeah. get to do this. You're like, I, me, me, Emily Green gets to do this. I'm going to tell everybody I know. And like, I just, I get to, like, I Because it's like you're building it. it together. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, and I, and I just, I feel like there's no rush to it too. That's like another thing. I feel yeah, like everybody no who gets rush. engaged, Christian or otherwise, it doesn't really much matter. There is this insane rush. And I just like. Like, oh, I want to like live in it. I want to live in it. And it's like, maybe I won't like it, but I think I'm really going to like it. There's a lot to do when you're engaged. There's a lot to sort out. There's plenty. I mean, the dress itself and takes like six also, months to ship. And, like, also, if the marriage means, if the wedding means that little to you, which it does, it's not about the white dress and the cake and the guests and the fish and whatever it is. It's not about the presents. It's about just, just like, coupling it, getting it together. Go, go to, to City Hall. Hall and do everyone a fucking favor, okay? Because yeah. now we don't have to go and buy you shit. We don't have to get dressed up and go out. And we don't have to do the engagement party, the bachelorette party, or the bachelor party, or the showers, or all of that crap that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to do on everybody's part yeah. doesn't have to be done. And you can go and fuck up everybody's life and get married like that fast, you know, and yeah. rush into it and and meet all these speed bumps right at the front of the beginning of your life because you want it so fucking bad, you know? Yeah, like just go to City Hall. Just go to City Hall. Do everybody a favor. Just do everybody a favor and go to City Hall. Work out all of your bullshit because now you're married because that's really all that matters at the end of the day because yeah. you can't just wait another second. 
and then have a nice wedding. Because now you did all of the part that was difficult, and now you can actually of the enjoy time the wedding. When you like rush engagement too. It's like looks like you just had a glorified city hall wedding. Which yeah, is like of me this but night. also it's like because I've seen people who rush engagements. And it makes me even less confident that they ever even liked each other. Oh. Like, because I already was. And then it makes me even, like, I celebrate it. Like, I celebrate the marriage. I and mean, everything I love Because I love weddings. But there's, I just, I, I'm so tired. I can count every, almost, I can, 2% of weddings I've attended in my whole life, which haven't been much. 2%? Only 2% I've genuinely enjoyed the matrimony. Like, 2%. And, like, maybe two people. Which is, one is your friend, whom I actually enjoy. Their, they're in unity. Yes. I think they're a great match. I agree. My friend? Yes, your yeah, friend. Yes. No. Like, I enjoy the unity. Like, I'm like, that's a good couple. It was, it was a banging wedding, actually. And then, and then, like, I can't even, I know there's another one, but I can't even think of it. But most, all of I the think marriages. I family friend. Like. My father's daughter. I enjoyed that wedding. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's fine. But, like, most of the time, I feel, like, really unconvinced by it. And then they rush the engagement, and I'm like, well, now I'm even less ecstatic. Like, I, like, I was already like, not thrilled. And then, like, you're not, like, you weren't selling it, and then you rushed it, selling which sunset. even, which made me not buy it. Yeah. But it's, like, at the end of the day, it's their choice, and all those marriages that I've never felt great about, none of them have resulted in divorce. That's not to say that I'm a pessimist when it comes to marriage. No, but it's I like, am, we're not out there divorcing, but it's, yeah. like, I feel like you could save yourself a lot of fight. Yeah. It's, like, a lot of stress. And, fighting. like... And it's like, I don't know. And then it's like, you know what? It's really hard because the sacrificing is like really difficult to do. It's not a thing that we talk about a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like when you get married, it's like you'll make it through the fighting. Like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But it's like how big are the casualties going to be? And like how resentful are you going to feel towards each other? And then it's like a human pride is a son of a bitch. Like, it is, like, there is a reason it's a deadly sin. Like, when you come toe-to-toe with, like, those deadly sins in their pure, unadulterated form, yeah. like, it feels evil. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's it's like, true. It's, like, literally the only way that someone can change is by the divine hand of God. And so it's, true. like, when you go into these marriages and you're starting off, like, not on the right foot or you're brushing it and all that stuff, like, you're going to end up being stuck in this marriage filled with resentment. But it's, like, that doesn't mean you're going to divorce each other, but it means you're going to, like, you're willingly going to go all those years just in all that anguish, just because of some weird pride thing or, like, some image you had in your head about what life should have been like for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. It's, like, it's just not worth it. Like, be honest all the time up front. Yeah. And honesty is hard. That's why no one wants to do it. But that's why you see people who live in truth, they have the best lives. Exactly. And you know what? Eventually, with all these people that have gotten married, eventually truth nips at their heels and grabs them by their ankle and then they have to admit it. Like it's And then they have thing. to deal with it. They don't get divorced, which is positive. But it's like, yes, the casualties. You do have to it's think like about the casualties. It's like you have to think about the casualties. At some point, you're going to have like, it. Yeah, because is it's that, like, Is it before or after? I know, because it is. Like, you are going to reach a point where there would have been a, like, it would have been a better life for you if you divorced. Like, you will reach that point. Of course. And so it's like, like, I mean, yeah, hallelujah, no divorces, but sometimes bitches really should get divorced because you know why? Shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if you get through that during the engagement time, it's really good weeding to see, like, are we really going to make it this distance? Yeah. Like, And I don't just, like, think broken it. engagements are anything to be no, embarrassed I don't, by. I don't think they are at all. I think, if anything, they're God's grace They are literally God's second chance I would you. rather have a broken engagement than a divorce at Absolutely. any point. Absolutely. At any point. Any point. So it's like God's hand is watching over you. 
But I think at the end of the day, women put a lot of stock on things that aren't the man and then end up losing out on a big opportunity for themselves and also living the man that they're with lack of opportunity for themselves to really genuinely understand what a true love connection is with somebody and that feeling of elation that comes with love, you know, and the yeah. betterment of yourself because it doesn't last forever. And then it ends and you, and but eventually you end up back the person you were before the love drug hit straight to the dome, straight to the dome. <laughs> and to and that's you. fine, but at least you were honest the whole time about it. Yes. And I think that's all you could ask for from you yourself, for. from your partner, because there nothing breaks my heart more than to be totally smitten with the guy, and then to come to our engagement and to have him feel like he's in a pressure cooker and has been the whole time he's been with me to just propose to me, and that to him he is nothing more than an engagement ring. Yeah, that would break my heart. That would break my heart. So that's why. We're very adamant about being honest. And there's nothing bad with being honest. Like, if the thing fails and you're like, you know what? Honestly, this is a disgusting, ugly part of myself. That's fine. That's beautiful. Be ugly and disgusting because you're human. So you have that. Whether or not you want to acknowledge it, it's always going to be there. But at least now you can work out that side of you and not find yourself in that position again. Because nothing would be worse than to be there and then to find another guy and just do the same thing over again. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's way more exhausting than if you're to just be honest with yourself and get it over with and clean out the gunk in your life. Yeah. Because then you can't, because you will fight and you will have terrible moments with the love of your life too. So wouldn't that be just so much easier though if you didn't already have all that gunk before yeah. you got to the actual problems? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd, uh, you'd, we'd be more compassionate and give each other more grace, I think. We would. Yeah. Absolutely very good. Good job. Mazel. Thank you. I think we wrapped that. Did we land that plane? I think the plane has landed. It's in the that airport. Was a bit and aggressive. they are soon going to go to baggage claim. We are apologizing for our aggression. Well, I mean, we've said so many offensive things on this podcast. I know, we can't go back. I feel like back. you're extra aggressive. There's nobody in my life right now where this necessitates such I know. No, <laughs> there genuinely isn't. I know. <laughs> if anybody is that one girl I went to high school with, then she's married now. I know, yeah. And also, I have like, opinions about that marriage. And this purity culture thing, that was totally unprompted. That was random. That was, like, truly, I know, I know. truly <laughs> genuinely very random. Okay. Yeah. Love you, okay. lovey dovies. We- Talk to you next <laughs> week. Love you. Hope, hope you'll find encouragement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye. Bye.